Welcome to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. In the beginning, all things were created good by God, and we are promised that goodness will one day be here again. This is the place where we talk about what it looks like to live in the middle. Hey everybody, welcome to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. My name is David Diener, and I'm here with my friend Tyler Leland. Uh, welcome to another day uh, of the middle. Yes, we're glad you're here. Yes, we are glad you're here. Today we wanted to talk about something that Tyler especially is is passionate about, and he's kind of brought me along for the ride over the last few years as we've worked together, and that is the idea of stories and the importance of stories in our life. Uh, we actually even brought somebody in at one point to speak at Bachelor Creek to talk about stories, which I'm sure we could tell a story about. I that, would love to tell that story. <laughs> that that uh, st- situation later. But Tyler, I want to start with this. Like thinking back through your life, um, what is like the first story you remember, like capturing your attention? Like, man, I remember this so vividly. So, yeah. could be a book, could be a movie, whatever it is. Like, what is that for you? For sure. Well, I I know that my mom and dad read me a lot of stories when I was a kid, and those shape you without you even knowing it. But as far as stories that I remember, they're kind of back to back. And it was when I was nine years old. So I was trying to think what was would have been the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters. And two came to mind. The first was 101 Dalmatians, mm-hmm. the live action version of 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. And then Space Jam was the other one. Mm. And so I looked those up this morning to see when they came out. And they came out within like two weeks of each other. Mm. But I remember going to those movies. Did you go in theater? Yes. To the theater to see those movies. And we'd always go to like McDonald's first. Mm -hmm. And then we'd hit the Eagles Theater, which is like this really old school theater in our town. And I still remember sitting there and watching those stories. And when you look at those stories and every other story, there's very specific things that make a good story. And I think you can find it in those as well as many others. But we can talk about story structure in a different episode too. So for you, what would you say is one of the first stories that you remember? Yeah, I would say for me, like, first off, I want to put a caveat here. I have a terrible memory. That is very much true. Danielle gives me a hard time all the time. So what did you do as a kid? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, we just, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember much. So I put that caveat on this because the first thing I remember, I was either late junior high or early high school. I honestly can't remember. It was the first, like, real book that I read myself. Like, nobody forced me to read it. Mm-hmm. I think it was junior high because we did that reading counts thing in junior high. Yeah. And it was one of the few books that I actually read. Uh, most of the other ones, I just took the test and <laughs> <laughs> Did I you mean, pass? yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, no. I read every book, every word. No, but it it was the the first book that I remember like reading on my own that captured my attention from beginning to end, and that was the book Friday Night Lights. Um, and I, I'm a big football guy. I'm a big sports guy, but in high school, especially like football was always my favorite. I loved playing football. We spent a lot of Friday nights at the field because my dad coached for many years, junior high and high school, and. So we spent many nights out at the field, but there was just something about the book that captured my attention and just drew me in, and I was I was hooked, man. I was hooked ever since. Yeah. And so it was that. That's the first one that I really remember doing that for me. That's a the book turned into a movie. Yes. And we went to that movie in high school <laughs> with our girlfriends at yes. the time, our wives now. Yep. 
And I think both you and I cried during that movie. Hey, yeah, that was like I think your senior year, right? Yeah. Though the one the the thing that got me in the movie. <laughs> Because you had just like hurt your knee yeah. like the week before, and then Booby Miles mm-hmm. hurt his knee, man. That was that cut deep. I, it was. It was tough. <laughs> but isn't that what's great about stories? Yeah. Like, that's what makes a good story when it cuts, when, yeah. it's, when you feel it. You see um, yourself in the story. Yes. Yes. So I guess let's bring more off of that. So, like, what makes a good story? Like, what makes stories so captivating? Yeah. I, I think stories matter because they've been embedded into us. It's the way that God created us. If you look back at creation, God established a timeline from the very beginning. So he sits out of time. Uh, He's not bound by time, but human beings, he put on a timeline. So they have a a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end. And that is a story Mm -hmm. at its basic level. So um, within that story, you'll see what we're talking about on the Interrupted Goodness podcast because every story starts with order. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It was all good. There was order. And then sin enters the world. So the serpent comes into the picture. Mankind falls to evil. Chaos is the next part of the story. So you have order, chaos, and then we know the rest. It's the Jesus piece of the story, restoration. And I think you see that in every story that's told. It's just repeating itself over and over again um, on the micro level. So that's the overarching story that God's telling, this macro narrative. But within the the macro narrative, there's all these micro narratives that we're talking about, which include things like 101 Dalmatians, Mm -hmm. Space Jam, Friday Night Lights. They have all the same pieces that the story God's telling is contains. So you look at a story like, um, Space Jam, and at the beginning there is order. Michael Jordan's mm-hmm. playing baseball at the time. Things are good. Uh, the The Looney Tunes are just living their lives. Well, then the the guys from Moron Mountain come in and, and throw the chaos into the story. And then at the end, there's restoration when they beat the the Monstars in the mm-hmm. basketball game. Yeah. So even though it's kind of a silly telling of the story, it's still telling yeah. the same story over and over again. So I think that's a, a Big piece of it that um, in every story we see the story that God's telling. So um, I, have to, I have to take a time out real quick. Yeah. I know we both saw the new Space Jam with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Real quick, take 30 seconds. What, what's your hot take on the movie? My boys loved it. They would say that's better than the first one. Really? I don't know if it's just uh, growing up with the OG Space Jam, mm-hmm. what it is, but couldn't couldn't get there. I I felt like LeBron's acting was a little sketch at times. <laughs> Maybe stretched him too much. I'm surprised that. he does a lot of acting on the basketball oh, court. My, so my. he, he should have been real good. That. Let's <laughs> not get into the, the LeBron debate on interrupted goodness. Hey, I love LeBron, but there's a lot of acting yeah, if, involved. If you're looking at the LeBron Michael debate as far as acting, I think I give it to Michael. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go that direction. But both were good. Yeah. I mean, they were fun to watch. And, and yeah. that there's different levels of story. Obviously, those two are more popcorn stories that you yeah. can just enjoy and, yeah. and not have to think too much about. And there's there's a space for that, too. So, yeah. What about you? What are some things that you notice in story? Um, why is it important? Uh, one of the... Th- okay, so I'm not a scary movie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't do it. And, and here's the reason... I am partially, I am easily entertained. Yeah. Like very, there's a lot of stupid movies mm-hmm. and stupid videos. Like 
I could just entertain myself for hours. That's why I spent a lot of time on addictinggames.com <laughs> when I was in college. Everybody used to make fun of me. But like, I can be entertained by the simplest things. And part of that is it's really easy for me to see myself in that show, in that movie, um, whatever I'm watching. And so that's why scary movies are hard for me because I can't help but think <laughs> someone's about to kill me. Yeah. Like, And so I think – and I obviously have a very low bar that affects me, but it's a good movie if it's easy for me to place myself yep. in that position. Um, that I can easily connect with the character um, or be scared by the murderers or to feel like I'm winning the championship. Mm-hmm. Those, like, to be able to feel like I'm there in the movie, yeah. like, that's what does it for me. Uh, and on it, but honestly, that's why some movies I can't watch now that I used to be able to watch and some movies that were boring to me or TV shows are no longer boring to me. I think of like everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Have you, have you watched that show before? Oh yeah. Like, um, before like 15 years ago, eh, it was all right, mm-hmm. whatever. But now after getting married and having kids, it is absolutely hysterical. Yes. Like just some of the dynamics between Ray and Deborah and his in-laws, me living in the same town as my in-laws. Yeah, it hits a little like, too close to home. Oh, it does. Yeah. And the other one that hits like that for me was the TV show Parenthood, mm-hmm. uh, which is about parenting and family di- family dynamics and all that. Like I, I watched a few episodes many, many years ago, but then about three or four years later, I watched it again. I'm like, this is amazing. But then other ones, like, it's really hard for me to watch children dying and mm-hmm. and dealing with spouses being sick or whatever. Like, it's it's interesting how movies, how you can watch it at certain points in your life because you connect differently to the characters. Yeah. It's just huge to make, to me, a, a, a good story is one you connect with. Yeah. I think that's 100% true. We, we all want to be the hero of the story, too. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. back to when I was a kid. And my dad probably introduced me to Arnold Schwarzenegger movies way too early. I think I was like five years old watching these Arnold movies with guys getting blown up. And it was not (laughs) great for uh, sleeping. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. I was having nightmares after some of those. But uh, I always would see myself as the hero of the story. I wanted to be Arnold. So I can remember like hanging off my couch thinking like I'm hanging out of a helicopter like Arnold. And even though... Maybe was exposed too early to those things. Um, I think it definitely shaped who I was becoming because I wanted to be the hero of the story, the story that um, was at the micro level, the story I'm telling with my life. And honestly, Joseph Campbell has this book. It's called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And it basically says every hero is the same. It's the retelling of the same hero over over and over again just with a different face so if you look at luke skywalker or tommy boy they're both the heroes of their story um just in a different story Mm -hmm. and i think the cool thing about christianity even though a lot of times we want to be the hero of the story the hero of the macro story that we're looking at is jesus and it all points to him he's the he's the ultimate hero of every story that we tell um so that's that's the cool thing about Christianity is once you see that piece that hey Jesus is the hero of the story and every story has order chaos restoration then all of a sudden every story you watch points back to the Jesus story um, the story that God's telling which I think is really cool it's it's awesome to think um, 
that God has embedded us that way so that every story that we encounter can point us back to the story that he's telling. Yeah. And I even, even last night, Fortnite Thursday, we kind of had this conversation, yeah. Matt, our friend Matt Pineda is preaching at his church in a couple of weeks and was talking about the story of David and Goliath. And basically he says, a lot of people, we view ourselves as David, like we're yep. the hero of the story. We can take down the giants. But he said, he was talking about the fact of the matter is we're not actually David. We're Israel. We're standing by too afraid. And God's the one fighting for us. Jesus yeah. is the one. He's David. We're not. But we like to put ourselves in a micro story. Yeah. Like yeah. David is David. He, he, you know, he slayed the giant, but in the bigger story, like, nah, that's Jesus. Yeah. Like he did that. We didn't. Yeah, and, and honestly, through Scripture, you see it over and over yeah. again. You look at the judges. So here at church, we just finished a series looking at the judges. It's literally the same story over and mm-hmm. over again. So you have Israel. They they uh, Everything's good at the beginning, but then they fall away from God. God turns them over to their sin, so chaos comes into mm-hmm. the picture. Then he sends a hero into the story to redeem his people once again, to bring them back uh, to restoration. And that cycle continues over and over again throughout uh, the judges, and that's before Jesus has even entered the picture. So even before that, God knows the whole story, and he puts these little stories in place that um, show us what's coming. Yeah. Um, so we, we get to see the overview now that all of that's played out, but even back then it was there before Jesus entered the picture. You you took a uh, film class in college, didn't you? Um, didn't you take a film class? I didn't. Uh, did you? No, I took a... Maybe it was Matt. Maybe it was Matt. I took a... a, a um, one of my English classes was like a book. Um, like we just read six or seven books yeah. and talked about, you know, this, the stories and elements yeah. of, in Jesus and all that stuff, which was really good for me too. I read more books in that semester than I did any other semester. Yeah. But... And I think everybody wants the happily ever after, too. Mm-hmm. So you have these fairy tales, and at the end, there's always the happily ever after. And a lot of stories play out that way, too. Um, we want that. And uh, I, was, I was thinking about a verse, and I couldn't remember where it was found, but I, I, I looked it up today. But in Ecclesiastes, um, it talks about how uh, God sets eternity in the hearts of mankind. Mm-hmm. And I just see that as all of us wanting the happily ever after, mm-hmm. that God's placed that within us, that... Um, eternity is what we long for at the end of the day. And that's why we see happily ever afters and stories that mm-hmm. those are the things that we're in our deepest longing. We want is eternity. And so that happiness we look for in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the next high that gives us that happiness or money that we think is going to provide that happiness for us. If we have enough money, then we can buy the things that we want and have the life that we want. And that's the happiness that we're pursuing. But all of those things at the end of the day, leave us empty. Mm-hmm. The one thing that will give us that happily ever after is Jesus because the eternity that we're looking for is when we're with God someday forever. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, that's that's the cool thing. Uh, you see those happily ever afters in Cinderella, but you also see it in Rocky. Mm-hmm. And I love the story of Rocky, um, but you see so many similarities with Jesus in that story too because Rocky starts as this nobody. It's the underdog story, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, he rises through and ends up beating Apollo Creed. Uh, nobody thinks it can happen. And it's the same story that we see in Jesus starting in a manger, uh, living his life, dying on the cross, but getting back up and raising from the grave. It's very much there in the Rocky story as much as it is in the, the crucifixion story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it just is 
it's so cool how all those connections come together uh, in story. And I think you're exactly right. We can place ourselves in them, which make them even more powerful. That's why Jesus told the stories that he did. Mm-hmm. We're reading Tell It Slant um, by Eugene Peterson right now, too. You've, you've been kind of going through a series yeah. about the parables with your high schoolers. Yeah. So is there anything you've picked up from that of, of why Jesus told stories or that you've shared with your, your youth group? Oh, man, there's been so many. I think I've had multiple conversations with you. Like, yeah. man, this has just blown my mind. Yeah. Um, so it's just... I think the benefit of books like Tell It Slant and stuff have is if we read, this is going to sound bad, so just stay with me. Like if we read scripture at face value, we miss a lot. Like the things that I love about Tell It Slant is that Eugene does a really good job of saying this is important because of this, this is important because of this, and partly because of the native language and partly because we don't know the history of the day very well or the landscape even. Um, like we miss a lot of cool points that scripture is connecting for a reason and there are parallels for a reason that I think we miss that are just really amazing in the midst of those. And so that's that's a lot of what I've been trying to do with the high school because they're, they're stories they've heard before. Yeah. They're parables they've heard bef- before, but when we look at it, from a little bit of different perspective and we see the parallels of what happened here and what happened here. We, 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 we see that. Um, and so it's just, it's amazing yeah, to see all that, like connect all together and really see the full scope of, of what God did with scripture and how amazing it actually is. Yeah. And within that book, uh, Eugene talks a lot about how Jesus used stories to break down barriers between people. And like you said, to place people into the story. It makes it very real for them when they can become that character in the story, like the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you placing yourself in that story? And it starts to draw out truths that um, they might not have been as open to accept just by being spoken to. Yeah. But instead, he uses them in stories and is able to break down the barriers that are there. Um, I do think that there's a difference between good stories and bad stories, too. And that's really important as we raise our kids to make sure that we're exposing them to the very best stories. Because just like we eat food and it nourishes our body, and like I said at the beginning, there's lots of stories that my parents read to me when I was a kid that I don't remember, just like I don't remember every meal that I have. Mm-hmm. But it, it nourishes us either either way, yeah. whether we know it or not. Um, so just really trying to think through what are the stories that we're introducing to our kids. I wanted to read this real quick. This is from N.D. Wilson. Um, He has a book called Death by Living, and he talks about that concept. He says, For years, all we do is feed. We We don't control what our parents feed us for dinner. We don't control what they read to us or don't read to us or what they let us watch. We are like jars of wet clay, and we are loaded full with every kind of tale. Films, books, TV shows, stories from friends, parents, grandparents. And as we dry, we take the shape of what has been dumped inside of us. When we begin to make our own choices, when we become an active character in our own narratives, all of that soul food is behind us. We might not even remember the stories, but they groomed and molded us while we were still unfired clay. Man, it's a great reminder to me that every story that I tell my kids is shaping them. Mm-hmm. So we really have to be intentional about the stories that we're choosing to let them be exposed to. Um, and I think we'll talk about that later on too, of some stories that are good for your kids 
in a later episode. Yeah. But yeah. I I think we I know we talked about it last week, but we talked about doing like a story of the week. Yes. I think we should. Okay. Do you have one for today? Or you want me to go first? Should we well before we do that too, yeah. maybe we should tell the Adam Bush story since we <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> okay. So we brought this guy in, Adam Adam Bush. He's a big storyteller, was a children's uh, minister at Church on the Move, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, has a television show that he's created in like Europe, like huge story guy, uh, especially for the kingdom. And we brought him in to talk to our volunteers about the importance of storytelling and even did like a Q&A on Sunday morning. Uh, and it was really awesome. So he flies in to Fort Wayne, uh, I don't know, 7 o'clock at night, 7.30. Tyler and I had to go pick him up. Uh, <laughs> We take him back to his hotel, and like the next day we were talking to no yeah he, he, yeah staying at his hotel. The next day we were talking to him, and he basically mentions that he walked to Pizza Hut to get dinner because he never had dinner, and we didn't feed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were new to the uh, yes. bringing someone in to speak game, and we totally dropped the ball. So Adam Bush, we are very very sorry for that. He's actually a comedian now. He does a lot of comedian really? work. So I'm I'm waiting for that <laughs> moment where we're a part of the yep, joke. Yep. We're the we're the butt of the joke because we deserve it. <laughs> if you ever invite somebody in, make sure to feed them. Yeah, that's the moral of our story, man. But yeah, that was fun having him in yeah. to speak about story. We just dropped the ball at the beginning of the yeah, we're the noobs. Yeah, so story from the middle. These are really just things that we've found over the course of a week's time that we think are are good stories, stories that we want to share. Yeah. You have one for us yeah, this week? Yeah, I got one. Okay. So I saw this one on a sports center, uh, and basically somebody found a bucket of balls on the side of the road, baseballs on the side of the road, and uh, with a note attached to it. And I'll just, I'll just read the note because it's, it's more impactful if I read the note. It says, free. Hope someone can use some of these baseballs in the batting cages. I found them cleaning out my garage. I pitched them to my son and grandson for countless rounds. My son is now 46, and my grandson is 23. I am 72, and what I wouldn't give to pitch a couple of buckets to them. They have both moved away. If you are a father, cherish these times. You won't believe how quickly they will be gone. God bless. P.S. Give them a hug and tell them you love them every chance you get. Yeah. I'm over here tearing up. I know, man. Just that note, man. That We both have boys. Yep. We've pitched a lot of batting practice already, and... That's uh, that's the real deal. It goes fast. Yes, and there are many days like I I'm done. Like Carter, like you're screwing around. Like I'm just done. I don't want to throw any more to you. But reminders like that are just dark. Like these days, it won't. He won't be screwing around in the batting cages anymore. He'll be <laughs> miles and miles away, and I won't even be able to throw balls to yeah. him anymore. And just you're right. It just it gets you. You'll gets be you. the guy leaving the note on the bucket yes. of balls for the next person. Someday. That'll be me. That'll be me. <sighs> I, I don't know if I can top that. That's for sure. That's a that's a great story. It is I, a good one. I do have one. It's a little bit more funny than than we like funny. Yeah. So I saw the other day that um, uh, I really should know my story better than I do. James Bond. What's what's who plays James Bond uh, right Dan- now? Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Craig. So Daniel Craig plays James Bond. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was like a year ago, and. The weekend was mm-hmm. on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live doing the music. And so he gave the introduction for the weekend and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And it became this meme that just 
took the internet by storm. Everybody was using it on Fridays. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend. Mm -hmm. And even there's a Twitter account that all that they put is on Fridays, <laughs> that meme over and over That's again, funny. every Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. So somebody asked him in an interview recently as he was touring around for James Bond, if he had seen it and what he thought of this meme that was going around, he had no idea that this was even a thing <laughs> because he doesn't have social media. And I just thought that was great to see somebody that's at his status, that's a celebrity, um, not to be drawn into all of the, the things that come along with social media, how much that could build his ego if he was on social media to see all of these people praising him and saying all these things about him or how popular he, that he'd become even in a meme. He didn't know anything about it because he's avoided it completely. And not that we have to do that, but man, it would be refreshing sometimes to break away from social media to be present in our lives. So I think that's the biggest thing for me was because he's not on social media, he's able to be present with other people and, and other things. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our, our stories episode. Tyler, unless you got anything else? Man, I don't think so. We could probably talk about yeah. story for a very okay. long time. And there will be some more in in future podcasts. I know that we have some planned. But until then, Keep telling I good stories. GP out. Keep telling good stories is a way better uh, exit than IGP out. So At least we'll you didn't that. say IGP podcast. <laughs> All See right. You later. Bye, everybody.